0: Hello everyone and today I have an update episode for you. I'd like to bring you an update of one story which I covered in episode 119 called Party Girl. It was the case of the schoolgirl Shan Kingy who was abducted and murdered in 1987 by a husband and wife. This story happened close to where I live and you may have seen on my Instagram and in the Facebook group that I posted a video after visiting the spot where Sean was abducted from. The couple were eventually apprehended and received life sentences. She then died in prison and he then recently applied for parole, which created a huge public outcry. There was an online petition created which managed to get 70,000 signatures and the local Member of Parliament, Dan Purdy, also campaigned to keep the man in prison tabling the petition in the parliament and through everyone's efforts the parole board handed down its decision and the man has been denied parole so here is the decision as reported on the local news after months of public outrage, the man who murdered Sean Kingy more than 30 years ago has been denied parole. The schoolgirl was abducted on the Sunshine Coast in 1987 in a crime that sent shockwaves around the nation. Tonight, her family is relieved after waiting almost a year for a decision.
1: A cold, calculating and evil child killer... <laughs> ..preyed on Sean Kingy with help from his wife... <laughs> He raped, tortured and murdered the 12-year-old more than 30 years ago. He wanted to set foot in public again, but after months of public outcry, the Queensland Parole Board has rejected his bid for freedom. I welcome the news. I think it's a great day to keep... Queensland is safe. The board found he posed an unacceptably high risk to the community. It's incredibly important. I think that there are some crimes um, where life imprisonment should just mean just that. Sunshine Coast MP, Dan Purdy, says Sean's parents are relieved. A backlog in parole applications meant they were forced to wait almost a year for the board's decision. They've had to just pour their heart out into affidavits. You know, the, the, the uh, Shan's mother, her father, her brother, friends, teachers. Uh, it's been a harrowing process. There was a groundswell of support for the Kingy family in recent months. As a mother of a murdered child, I'm very
0: worried if she's allowed back on the streets.
1: Under proposed laws introduced to Parliament, the parole board would have the power to stop child killers like from applying for parole for up to a decade. Let's keep the worst of the worst, these really dangerous criminals locked up for ever and a day.
0: And I'd like now for you to listen to the audio of the video that I took when I visited the location where beautiful Shan's life came to an end. Hi everyone, my name's Anna, and I've got a podcast called Apple for the Teacher, and it tells true crime stories associated with schools. I'm here in Australia and I've come here to this location as a crime story occurred here, which I have covered on my podcast. So it's about a couple of hours away from where I live and it's a very, very tragic case of a 12-year-old schoolgirl and her name was Shan Kingy. And this happened back in 1987 so it was a while ago but basically if you look over on this side over here this is the main over there is the main shopping hub or the main shopping area of this location and then you have this little park which sort of runs through the area and it's got a pathway and people walk through here and they ride their bikes and what happened was that Sean had just finished school and she was riding her bike, but instead of going home, she actually arranged to meet with her mother at one of these shops somewhere here because she wanted to buy some material. And the reason she wanted to buy material was because a girl in her class at school was having her birthday party. So Shan wanted to buy some material to make herself a nice dress. So after school, she rode to the shop, she met her mum, they bought the material. And then her mum said she'd see her at home. So her mum drove home, Shan was on her bike. So she lived somewhere around here. So she had to ride her bike through this park on her way home. But unfortunately, she didn't make it home and something absolutely brutal happened to her here. She was abducted and murdered here, and she was 12 years old. And what made it even more horrible was that it was a married couple that abducted and murdered her, a man and a woman. And after she had went missing and she hadn't come home, and they went looking for her. They actually found her bike somewhere in this park just by itself, but no Sean. And Shan was found about a week later in another location about 30, or about 15 kilometers away from here. And coming here is very, very eerie because you know that this beautiful girl lost her life here. And the fact that I'm a teacher myself and she could have been in my class, just makes the whole story just so, so tragic. And it's such a beautiful location. It's so quiet and you can hear the wildlife. And to think that what happened here is just beyond belief that you could just be going about your normal day and something like this could happen to you. And it's not even like it's a very remote location. It's not remote at all, although it looks like it is. It's just minutes away from everything. So if you'd like to listen to this story, it's episode number 119 on my podcast and it's called Party Girl and her name is Sean Kingy. So to Sean wherever you are, and to her family, I am so, so sorry what happened to your beautiful girl. And I hope that she is resting in peace somewhere in heaven. And I was also able to find out some other interesting information about the perpetrator. He was apparently diagnosed in 2001 as a psychopath. So my question is, why did it take so long? He had been in prison for more than 10 years, but regardless, those of us who know the case, we already know that he was a psychopath. We didn't need a medical degree to figure this out. The psychiatrist who had conducted the evaluation on him provided the parole board with her view that given the statistical data and the perpetrator's age, there was only a small chance that he would commit a future murder. Are you kidding? When you know the full details of what he did to poor Shan, there is no way that that man wouldn't do it again. But despite this view of hers, she added that other factors relating to his psychopathy made him represent an unacceptable risk to the safety of the general community. So his parole was denied, but I was horrified to read that he can make another application for parole in 12 months. I just do not understand the justice system. Now, I was also able to visit another location where a murder took place just half an hour from where Sean was abducted. And I also covered this case in episode two of the podcast. It was the story of Daniel Morecambe. I posted the video on social media, which some of you may have seen, but here is the audio for you to listen to. Hi everyone, my name's Anna. In case you don't know me, I've got a podcast called Apple for the Teacher, which tells true crime stories in schools. I'm a teacher myself and I live in Australia. I've just brought you here to this location where a crime occurred that I covered on my podcast. Basically, a young boy named Daniel, who was 13, he walked from his house to this location to catch a bus even though it's not an official bus stop buses do stop here and pick people up he was going to a shopping center to get a haircut and to buy some christmas presents as it happened just before christmas time he was abducted by a man from this spot and he actually remained missing for eight years until his remains were finally found The man was um, apprehended and he's currently um, in jail. Now, during that time that he was missing, his parents did absolutely amazing things. They created a foundation. They also developed child safety curriculum, which... um, i have taught in my own classroom and they've received received just numerous accolades for the work that they've done for the work that they did in those eight years that daniel was missing and before before i knew about this story i really hadn't been a victim of crime or knew anybody who had been and i guess i lived in a pretty safe safe area and so, when this happened, it just makes you realise that crime can happen anywhere, and all of us at some point will be close to a crime story or know of someone who has had something happen to them. So it's the first time when I really realised that, you know, these sort of these sort of things happen, and um, as sad as they are, it's it's just the reality. Anyway, I'm just going to now take you over to a plaque which was put here in honour of Daniel so that you can see it for yourself. So here we are it says Daniel James Morecambe Our Daniel became Australia's Daniel, as the nation stood tall and never gave up in the search to find him. Its legacy lives on with the work of the Daniel Morecambe Foundation, keeping kids safe. There's a photo for Rest in peace, sweet boy. It just really saddens me so much that I could visit these locations where these beautiful young people lost their lives. But I guess it reminds us that there is evil everywhere. It's not something that happens somewhere else. So that's all for today. Thank you for listening and bye for now.